I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name's Angus. And this is a spoiler episode. We are spoiling the hell out of a movie we just watched. Captain what? America number three. That's right. It's Civil War. It is uh, the the clock is still uh, it's uh, it's eleven thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday night. Uh, the film comes out officially in Australia tomorrow. Uh, I think one of the first places in the world. Yep. All of you U.S. fans, I know you're out there. And listen, if you listen, can you hear something from an eleven? Just be quiet. That's right. You can't hear a noose hanging from my ceiling. I sound like I have a smile. I don't know. Chances are, yeah, I, we, we, everything's okay. I feel like we can officially put the hashtag pray for I just literally, to rest. I just got off the phone from CEO of Twitter.com. Who is that? Uh, What's his name? Jeff Twit. <laughs> I said, Jeff, it's Angus. He's like, no, I've got you on my personal line. I said, you've got to pull the hashtag. Pull he the said, hashtag. How come? It's done. I go, you listen to Hey Fan tomorrow morning, buddy. He's like, hey, what's that noise? Is that a noose in the background? It's not, Jeff. It's not. And he's like, it's a All skipping right. rope. He's like, I like where this is going. Yeah, I'm like, I'm hanging out in the playground. <laughs> Captain America. Civil War. Cap 3, Civil War. The, is this the final film of Phase 2? Is this the final of Marvel's Phase 2? I think no, no, Phase 2 is well, well and truly over. This is, is this is, Phase uh, 3? The end of the phase beginning of, of Phase 3. Oh, that's right. First Ant-Man was the end three. of Phase 2. This is our first taste of Phase 3. Look, this is going to be a spoiler-filled episode. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, if, if We've you done it twice before. We've done Star Wars The Force Awakens. We did Batman vs. Superman. Look... I'm going to tell you guys now, it's not going to be as entertaining as Batman vs. Superman. I've had uh, people still come up to me and say thanks. It was so nice to hear Angus <laughs> be so sad for two whole hours. Like, it made for entertaining listening, though. Let's be honest. Like, my pain translate. Like, I can see why, you know, people's, you know, like Pinkerton by Weezer is a beloved album because the guy was so miserable when he wrote it. And, you know, it still stands this uh, testament, as did that episode. That'll go down as, like, our dark... Mm, darkest episode. This is the end of the uh, an end of the spoiler free review. Um, just in case you wanted to know if you should see Captain America: Civil War, yes, you should. Give it's Disney some more of that fucking cold hard cash you're carrying around. Because look, they've knocked this one out of the park. The, the, what I was saying though, kind of bummed. I was so happy during the movie. I was ecstatic several times. I even got a couple of tears in my eyes at a few scenes. From pure joy, yep. from weird, sad Kevin Smith styles. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, this podcast isn't going to be as good as the Batman vs. Superman one because it's just like, 
I just really liked it. It's going to be like really like easy to go. How good was that? How good was that? That doesn't make for a good podcast. But hey, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. It's a, it's we a, know why it's you're a gush. Here. It's a pod gush. This is um, very similar to our splooging. Star Wars one, but a bit splooging. I'm, I'm a bit more, more awake. Lucid. We're more awake. Yeah. A bit more woke. Yeah, we are, we are very lit. We are woke as. So let's start spoiling things, Angus. I'm going to say this is the most excited I've been watching a movie. Uh, I mean, Star Wars doesn't count because there it's was so many other things going on. That made that made for film. that to be exciting. Look, I um, never as much as I love Star Wars, it's in a category of its own. It's 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 beyond film. Yeah, well, it's, I, it's pure event. I've I've spoken about how much I loved watching Toy Story three in the cinema for the first time because I'd grown up with those characters and they were being treated with so much love, and I was genuinely yes. excited with what they were doing with it. And I haven't experienced that until watching this new Captain America movie. Well, look, and uh, the the danger the danger of recording this first. Um, beyond being the sickest cunts in the universe, getting hella mm. downloads on the iTunes store. We're going to be getting hella paid. Steve Jobs is going to give me a call tomorrow. It's going to be the other way around for once. The novice CEO is going to call me and be like, boys, you did it. Uh, the problem is that... Uh, well, no, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. We don't have that... You know when you're like, that was really great. I can't think of one thing wrong with it. And then like the next week, there are 4,000 think pieces about why you, you were wrong. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, maybe I did have a problem with it. Maybe this is it us just being pure... Gushing nerds. Just joy over what we just watched. You it's know the what? polar is, opposite of BVS. This is the wake to the funeral that was Batman vs. Superman. Everyone's this is when we drunk. get together and we remember why we love superhero movies. It wasn't the death of superhero movies. This is like us going, you know what? It's okay that there's one that's bad and terrible because this one's great and we can celebrate it. I mean... This, I mean, Zack Snyder, besides being, you know, handled <laughs> wait, as a wait. war criminal. Let me get this straight. Before we get into Civil War review, you, do you want to talk about Batman v Superman for another two hours? Yeah. Well, have you got the time? <laughs> yeah, I just want to say Zack Snyder, besides being, like, while he's on trial at, like, for war crimes at the UN <laughs> super sanctioned bad bastard court that they have somewhere, he should be made to watch this film and just, like, just learn just learn everything. Because like we said, we've been saying this since we've seen new both movies were coming out. They were coming out very close. There are a lot of similarities involved. But this just shows that a lot of really good groundwork, building a universe, it pays the hell off. Because and you it know, just was great. Like, it comes off the back of probably the weakest movie in the uh, Marvel, big Marvel Cinematic Universe. The, you think a- Ant-Man? Age, no, no, no. Ant-Man is kind of smaller, but like there's sure. an Age of Ultron. This oh, is, this is almost like a, a, yeah, a yeah. direct sequel to Age, to Age of Ultron. Dare I say, this is the Avengers we deserved. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, everything said, about I, this movie is just, to me, was the Avengers movie I wanted. Yeah. Should we try and recount it as we go? Look, I think so. I mean, do you have anything you want to say just off the bat, like things you just want I'd to get I fucking out? loved it. There's no, there's nothing you can tell me. I, th- the problems I have with this movie are so small and inconsequential. Like, I just, yeah, it, it's... And you know what? We're not going to be these pricks that sit here going, it's nothing like the Civil War comic book series. Like, you knew that going in. Definitely. Yeah, you yeah. You knew yeah. that. Of course, they're not going to be but having... None, none of the comic freaky, book movies Freaky, deaky dimension like that books. people are getting sent to. Like, you know what? It... At the end of the day, it was about two ideologies at war and between friends, and that's a civil war. Yeah, if you if you would think you know, it, like we we had I had such high expectations for this movie. Yeah, and that that's always going to set it, set yourself up for a really bad cinema experience. This delivered, and then some. It yeah. was such a bigger movie than I thought it was going to be. Off the bat, I just want to say too, I think it's probably the best looking Marvel film. It's, it's the most interesting looking Marvel film in parts. Like it shot really well. It did things that Marvel like it didn't 
had like a pre-credit sequence, which has never really happened in a Marvel movie. It didn't start with the comic pages flicking. Like it kind of did things quite differently. It was quite stylistic in parts. Um, the Russo Bros, man, Russo they, Brothers, they get did it. it, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, All and right. it was the best action scenes I've ever seen. Oh man, ever seen like the best, Hands down. the best comic book action scenes and just the best action scenes. And again, you know what I love? And we've said this before on the show. Shooting a scene at nighttime does not make it more serious. No, like there was a huge battle at an airport in broad daylight, and so it many amazing. in broad daylight. It was fantastic. Yeah, and it looked incredible. It would have been terrible if it was at night. Um, we can like, see anything. And, and like you also had like you know, uh, the the imagine the best Fast and the Furious scene, but add someone in a panda costume jumping on top of the cars. So so good. And Falcon, fucking Falcon. Oh, Falcon was uh, MVP. Definitely. All right, let's try and whiz through the plot sure. so we can talk about the characters because so it, the craziest this- thing is that, like, I feel like above all, the like, you know, yeah, you have an amazing story for a superhero movie. You had incredible action scenes. But the overall thing that sticks with me from this movie is just how well they, they explored and developed these characters further. Everybody got a chance to shine. Everybody. That was the best Everybody got, had a moment. Including the ones we were just introduced to. So, Black, Black Panther in particular, who I was very... A lot of people were, were you know... It was, we're worried that once the Spider-Man connection was made, once it was announced that Spider-Man was going to be in Civil War, the character that was going to be the most negatively affected by that was Black yep. Panther. You know, he, Spider-Man was essentially going to steal his shine, but not the case at all. No, okay. he has a bigger story. Holy shit. He might be the, the the true hero of this movie. Oh, yeah. You just said he was that's, the MVP. That's I mean, uh, What's the higher hierarchy of that? MVP or true hero? What do you want to be? Man of the match. Okay. <laughs> so, again, most valuable player. Definitely, I think, Falcon in this case. Oh, Man of the match. Said, yep. Yeah, I think that works well for using. When well, neither, as you can tell, none of us were jocks. No, I once won a um, three dollar Baker's Delight voucher um, at the end of a soccer season. What was the award? In year five, I, like, like everyone, like the man of the match, got it. Showing up, and me and me and a goalie tied at like the second last match of the of the year. It's gorgeous. And I've got a, I've got a couple. Would you get a couple of cheesy might scrolls? <laughs> that weren't they weren't a thing when I was in primary school. Really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Shit, man. Times have changed. Um, all right, so let's get into this. Uh, the 90s kids remember Baker's Delights without Cheesy Might Scrolls. Captain America, Civil War. Uh, we Pre-opening begin... screen, 1991, Siberia. And we've got Bucky, uh, being, got Bucky being programmed agenda. to it's... be a winter soldier. You've kind to go of seen flashes of it. do something. Yeah, you've seen flashes of it. It's the same uh, kind of setup. You kind of see him winter soldier, like when he's in the room, you know, people are reading him shit in Russian and stuff. Uh, where He's given a mission. He's told he has to go retrieve something. You get a really cool stealth uh, stealth shot of him on sneaking up on a motorbike uh, into a car. He drops a little bomb in there. The bomb, the car crashes, and then you see him open the boot of the car, and he gets. No, I thought he's like, did he bomb it? I think he just hit, moved it with his arm. Oh right, like I, th- just, I thought he th- no, there was no explosion. Chuck a little bomb in there. Need to look like an accident. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. So it then ran right into a tree. He kind of like gave it a bucky nudge. No such thing as mini bombs in this universe. No, guys. and then we see him open up the boot of the car to reveal a suitcase, which has what looks like five Pack- bags of serum. Yeah, but I thought. I, I, yeah, I thought it was um, blood, but you're right. It's probably more like yeah, a it's soldier super serum. soldier serum. Yeah, it's a super soldier. Then boom, cut to the Marvel Comics logo, all the little pages. Do we then cut to Robert Downey Jr. Young version? Uh, no. Then we get the, uh, the no, fantastic... No, get- one. I, I reckon this scene was stronger than the first scene of Age of Ultron. The strongest first scene of any of the Marvel movies. Yes. Um, you, you see... Terrific film. Where uh, are terrific we? We're in scene. Nigeria. We're in a place called... No, uh, Lagos. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's in Lagos. That's a big writing. Lagos. Right. And- yeah, of course, which was fucking great. 
Yeah, this movie jumps around more locales than a James Bond film. It's but amazing. That, and every time that, they did it, it's like text, this really stylistic big, bold text. text in front of the screen. It was just, it was killer. It, was it looked great. I hadn't really seen anything like that. I mean, and I'm we, not a guy, to, I'm not Kanye West. I'm not going to get emotional over fonts, but it was pretty damn great. It, it was a good, special. good choice. And, and, and it, you know, it's a recurring motif, so you really get used to it. And it's really great. Like they literally jump around the world in this film. Yeah. Which well, is, not literally, but you know, they, they, they spend a lot of time abroad. Some of them fly around the world. Some of them fly. Some of them swing, as we will learn. <laughs> I'm talking about webs, babies. No spoilers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're in Lagos. and uh, To me, this is like, you know, we've seen Avengers 1 and 2. We've seen the Avengers work together. They're doing shit like Iron Man blasting Cap Shield to shoot a ray into like a, a CG army and stuff like that. And that's fine. But this is the first time we've really seen them do like some covert shit at the start. It was wasn't so big, good. wasn't a big thing, but it was just great to see. It was great to see, like, Cap in a room being all Jason Bourne, like, on a phone, being like, all right, can you see that person? And then we've got Wanda down on the street pretending to drink a coffee. Like, it was them playing it low-key. And to me, that's, like, that's what the Russos do. They get that you can still create tension. The Russos are the directors. By the way, losers. But you get that they uh, can create tension and stuff without having to have them, like, biffing armies, you know? Yeah, and interestingly, we actually open on uh, Scarlet Witch. That's right. You open on, yeah, you open on Wanda. Um, who, I, I think, you know, you, you finished Age of Ultron going, like, I don't really care about her being in the movies from this point forward. And, like, the, the, the most in, inconsequential death in any of the Marvel films was the not-so-well-handled Quicksilver. I feel like they just killed him because he worked so well in the X-Men movies. Yeah, I reckon, seriously, I'd love to, I'd love to say I know for a fact that's true. <laughs> Don't, but I kind of have a feeling it is. Yeah, um, but uh, she was used to great effect in this movie. I mean, everyone was. Um, but we've yeah, got her, Black Widow, Cap, and Falcon. Falcon. Uh, they've been following reports of our dear guy Crossbones, who wasn't Crossbones yet in Winter Soldier. He's uh, not Crossbones for long in this movie. Spoiler alert: uh, he he explodes. He gets exploded, <laughs> but he explodes himself. He does. Um, so Crossbones is a uh, is a merc with technology that can yeah. make him I thought he looked sick like he still yeah. looked like you know he had a skullish design on his mask yeah got, yeah it was killer it was cool and he had these big ass like punching arm guard things yeah uh, it's 11.30 I'm not going to be that articulate <laughs> uh, so yeah we basically see this just a great kind of uh, covert operation turn into full scale takedown of uh, takedown. basically he's there to crossbones and his boys it looks like he has Chemical. They break it. That I did kind of find this funny. Like the center they break into is called like facility of dangerous diseases, diseases or, something. or yeah. something. And he's got like obviously a strain of a disease which you know they'll weaponize as most villains do these days. They weaponize strains of viruses. But the the Q great fighting. Q. Dude, the, everyone gets all four of the heroes get incredible fighting mo- montages. Just great action scenes, especially Cap. Like straight away, you. Just, I mean, let's be honest. You, it's his movie. He's going to be getting the. But best he just moves. wields so much power with that shield and just like knocking people so much further than they should go. It was it's so great. cool. I never get sick of seeing him like toss a shield effortlessly, smack a dude at like in a weird angle because he knows he's going to hit a dude in the head. Yeah, so. And great. just like even him getting Wanda to shoot him up into the air and stuff. She, he's like, just like we practiced, and like you know, seeing them work as a team, and then. Finally getting to see uh, Redbird, Falcon's, uh, in well, the comics is his psychic buddy. It's actually a bird. It's yeah, yeah. A bird. but this time you've got like a little... Drone. Little drone. It's a drone, but it has he, a little th- eye. That he demands... Uh, he has like an Scarlet, Apple Watch. Oh, no, yeah, Scarlet Witch to call, to call, to call it Redbird. Can it's I, pretty cute. Can I call another real 
hero of this film is smartwatches because I think everybody uses one at least. Ant Man has one. Falcon has one. Everyone's got a smartwatch and they're the, loving it. Yeah, it's happening. They're yeah. ordering. They're ordering Ubers from it. They're getting Domino's delivered home. It's just like you know, it's great. It's they're listening to Hey Fam. They're downloading Hey Fam. They're telling all their friends. Uh, spoiler cool, apps coming cool up. Scene, big fight. Boom, boom, boom. Um, Crossbones ends up. Uh, Mano trying Mano. to trying to take down Captain America by taking himself out. Suicide bomb, and uh, Wanda comes in. Wanda comes in. Uses Scarlet Witch throws him up in the air, but not high enough, and he takes out half building. of a building. And you know what? The rest of the movies kind of deals with that. Yeah. Zack Snyder. Yeah, exactly. Like this, this not not just that, but all these big fights that the Avengers have had, in which they did not purposely take out buildings, but they, you know, they happened to be some, uh, you know, the, the effect of them taking out look, big, big bad guys like Ultron and the Chitawari. Now we're uh, going to say the word shoehorn a lot, but they actually went out of the way in this film to avoid doing these types of things at all costs, and it never once felt shoehorned in. Yeah, it was great, but. In spite of all their efforts to uh, to save people instead of accidentally crushing them under uh, Wayne-owned buildings, uh, General Ross, who we have not seen since the Hulk movie... It's probably been the biggest break between seeing characters in a Marvel film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that was like 2008, 2009. Something like that, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He, he, he gets talking to Tony after we see an incredible scene where a very young... Now he's Secretary of Robert, State. Robert Downey. Out. That's right. Yeah, he's a Secretary of State. State, but uh, Robert Downey Jr., very young version of him. That's amazing. So we've in this seen cool the uh, dream sequency thing. Yeah. So you see, kind of uh, John Slattery's back playing Howard Stark, which we haven't seen since Iron Man Two. He was in uh, Age of Ultron. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! What did they find? No, he was in Ant Man. Sorry, he was in Ant Man. The beginning of Ant Man. Oh, no, he's yeah, in yeah. Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. With uh, with Peggy. So we haven't seen him since. Sorry, Ant Man, uh, and. It looks like the living room of a Stark house and a really young Robert Downey Jr. And it doesn't look weird. It actually looks like Robert Downey Jr. did at 18. Yeah. It's insane. And you, we've kind of seen this used on Michael Douglas and also Peggy Carter to age up and age down, uh, respectively. But it was just... I never once thought that's weird. Like, remember, I remember being like seeing the young Arnie in Terminator um, Salvation and it just not looking like young Arnie. Mm. You're like, uh, that's a, it's not young Arnie. This, this, this was flawless. And maybe my, maybe my 2028 eyes will laugh upon my 2016 eyes who thought like that looked, you know, passable, but it, it looked flawless. Yeah. Actually, I know for a fact they use the same technology and I do say they because it is a company which Hollywood are using at the moment on, um, Paul Rubens in the new Pee-wee film to age him down. Has that come out yet? Yeah. It's, I, I, oh, we haven't even spoken about it. I watched it with my dad a few weeks ago. Fuck, I need to watch that. Yeah. Um, cool. Th- look forward to that review eventually. Eventually. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, uh, Tony Stark is is, is showing off to a, a group of... Uh, MIT students. MIT He's students. Like, he recreates the last time he saw his parents and it's like a memory-based... You know, not, not, it's like, you know, you can recreate moments in your life and it's a hologram projection and it looks photorealistic and he's like, you know what, I never got the chance to say goodbye properly. So this is him saying, giving them the goodbye they deserve, telling his dad that he loves yeah, him. Yeah, and it's in before MIT. He never sees him again. And he's obviously used to go there and study there. As we know, he's an alumni and he said, hey, everyone's got a grant from Tony Stark. And, and yeah, and that's just a throwaway know, scene. It's not referenced at any point. You don't hear from uh, Tony Stark's parents at any point no. in the movie from this point forward. JK, massive <laughs> plot point 
later on. JK, Martha. Yeah, he's there. JK, his mum's name is Martha and every character's name in this movie's name is Martha. You find out mom's Tony name. Stark's name is Martha and Ultron comes back from the dead and Martha says Stark. Martha. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, then, you know, Tony's backstage. Oh, then we kind of get, we find out he's a bit lonely and sad because he's reading off a teleprompter. But don't worry. Tony Stark just doesn't use fucking TV teleprompters. He has some holographic floating shit that no one else can see. Very cool. But and it ends Potts. on a line that, uh, and now I'd like to introduce Pepper Potts. And he skips that line, which is a really subtle way of telling you she's out of his life. It was not ham-fisted. I thought that was very well done. After having every line of dialogue and plot point rammed into each one of my orifices by Zack Snyder's forceful, forceful penis. <laughs> But they didn't even do, uh, like, you know, in the past when they referenced um, Natalie Portman's character in uh, in the first Avengers movie, it felt, they were like, oh, no, she, she's yeah. kind of, she's elsewhere right now. But whereas this was just done well because yeah. it's like, they're Tony's, not going to pay for Gwyneth, but. But Tony's a sad man and it kind of added to his character at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, goes backstage, runs into a great cameo. Who is it? Community. Oh, fucking A, the Dean from Community. Dean Community, who's obviously worked with the Russos heaps of times. Um, I and we, and we, got, we got the Abed uh, cameo in uh, in Winter Soldier. That's right, we got we, Abed. We get the Dean in this one, which is a very, very funny cameo. I mean, who's next? We getting Chevy? Are you telling me we're getting Chevy no, back? No, I doubt anyone from Community wants to work with Chevy again. I know Dan Harmon wouldn't, but I don't think Dan Harmon's coming near a Marvel flick anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, you know, he says some funny stuff, basically plays the Dean. Uh, runs into a, a lady a who lady in the basement. Well, not the basement, just backstage. Who's kind of waiting there to meet him for uh, what reasons? Who knows? Uh, it's a, well, we it's an know. inconsequential meeting that won't have any effect on the rest of the movie. Just kidding. Run! It's the catalyst for all of Tony's actions in this movie. Uh, she shows him a picture of his son. Who's brilliant, <laughs> smart, backpacking over... No. Well, he's none of those things, baby. He's dead <laughs> because of the Avengers. They crushed him with a building on purpose. Um, yeah, it was all their fault. He was a smart MIT student, would have been, you know, would have been one of the, could have been the next Iron Man. And Captain America said, none of my books, buster, and <laughs> threw a building at him. And lit a whole packet of cigarettes <laughs> and smoked it in one puff. Uh, yeah, so then uh, Tony Stark gets General his motivation. Ross. We start, what I like, we started to see people's motivations. Absolutely. It was, it was very, they were very, very careful to show you that there are definitely points on each side of this That's argument right. like, that you might relate to. So within that tiny maybe three minute scene just for Tony we've learned that he's lost his parents he's lost the love of his life he's lost the people the trust of the people the people championing Iron Man and he's like you know what I, I think we've got to change a few things around here yeah and uh, so he gets Gemma Ross they go to the Avengers mansion which seems like a pretty chill place totally chill place you get a very cool meeting uh when uh, the vision phases through the wall. That's right. Um, uh, he looks very business casual. Which is great. It's kind of like, you know, the vision that you, in, in uh, the Tom King comic being written right now is just the vision in a suit all the time. And it was- yeah, he's kind of got like a nice V-neck sweater with, a, you know, some nice sleeves and some form-fitting pants. I loved it. I thought, yeah, it I thought- everyone, lo- everyone loved it. The vision was sick in this movie. Yeah, and you kind of get everyone there and uh, they're calling it the Sokovia Papers. Yep. As you've seen in the trailers a hundred times, this is kind of the uh, this film's version of the Superhero Registration Act. Yeah, and I thought it was still going to be kind of about registration in this movie, but it's not at all. Instead, it is about... Getting owned by the UN, basically, or being held accountable, right? Is that yeah, yeah, to- uh, which, which, which some of the Avengers see as a good thing. And Cap says, well, no, what if they want to send us to somewhere that we don't want to go invade? Or what if we can't go 
help someone that we should be helping. That's right. It's uh, so immediately you you, you definitely are team Steve for your team Steve for the most part of this movie. And Jen Ross is kind of saying stuff like, "Well, you know, like you're walking around with some WMDs, basically. Like, for example, he's like, if I lost to Megaton weapons, i.e. Thor and Hulk, I'd lose my job. And I yeah. thought that was a good way of saying, like, you know, they're they're not in this film. I really elsewhere. enjoyed how diplomatic General Ross was depicted in this movie because he's a just you know, I mean, he's obviously, a hard ass in the comics. Yeah, well, you know, you know what he becomes, right? Oh yeah, Red, of Red, Red Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was thinking that maybe they might, you know, have a moment in this movie where he does go off his rocker a little bit, and we get a you know a, allusion to that. So Red but, Hulk was like a, an intelligent Hulk, basically, right? Uh, oh yeah, a Hulk that was more in con- in control of the monster. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, it, it seems like, uh, you know, they, they're just kind of keen to even just, I don't know, they, they toned him down. Like, he, yeah. was, he, he wasn't really a bad guy because he certainly was one of the bad guys in, in, in The Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, no, this one, he was just kind of like, look, you guys have mad-ass powers. You're privatized, essentially. Like, you did work for S.H.I.E.L.D. was a government agency. Turned out it wasn't. Like, you know, you've got to be held accountable. And it makes sense. Yeah, um, and so then you see the Avengers split over this. Well, that's right. You know, Cap's like, well, look, I'm going to have to just... Be- I'm Cap. Yep. Cap bef- the America. I'm the Superman that the DC universe deserves. And uh, they, they start having a little bit of an argument, and then you get the first gut punch of this movie, and that is a message that Captain America receives on his phone saying she's gone, died in her sleep peacefully. Um, something along those lines. And... Love of his life. I want to throw that word around a lot in this film. Well, I mean, yeah, they've only kissed once. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they didn't see each other for 80 years or whatever. And now she's old and he isn't. Blue but- balls. Uh, <laughs> not just because he was frozen. Uh, but Peggy Carter is That's dead. That's right. Founder of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, and and it, that was quite an emotional farewell, I thought. Um, I think, um, yeah. I mean, we have, you know... It was emotional for Cap. If you're a fan of Cap, I think, and follow the Caps. Stories. And also, if you if you read Agent Carter, it is crazy now watching those show. Those it's going to be crazy watching those episodes. No, she's that dead. De- character's dead. I mean, let's be honest. She was old as shit. She died of old age. She's she like, died of old know, age, absolutely. Which is the most non-comic book way to die. Yeah, yeah, but, you're right. Uh, it's still like you know, it was like, oh wow, that character's gone from this universe. Yeah, it's crazy. And we get to see Sharon, where Cap learns, hey, that that hot neighbor from Winter Soldier, who was CIA, uh, ends up. Was it CIA or S.H.I.E.L.D. and Winter Soldier? What was she? Uh, one of them. She was S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I think because it's, it's kind of hard to remember. The hot one. The hot agency. The hot neighbor who was doing laundry and he's like, hey, we should catch a movie sometime. Something like that. Finally, she's delivering the eulogy. He's like, I see what was going on. And the eulogy also happens to be a like, you know, a, a, a speech that further makes Cap decide that he is going to stand up for what he believes in. That's right. Under no circumstances will he do anything other than what is important to his heart. Sharon reminds Cap why S.H.I.E.L.D. and protection existed in the first place. Mm. When you can't call upon certain people, etc. Good to see his buddy Sam with him. That's right. Um, let's, Let's talk about Falcon. He was very, very good in this movie. That was great. To the point where you forgot that he was only introduced in Captain America Winter Soldier. Instead, you kind of feel like he's been with the Avengers the entire time. Absolutely. Him Such a great more fit. so than all the other, uh, you know, more Newies. recent additions. Like New Vision, yeah. uh, War Machine, Scarlet yeah. Witch. I mean, that's weird. War Machine just always feels tacked on to me. He was re- very good in this. He was good, Don but Chini. he kind of just, you know... Don't you has gotten old, dog? Man, that's the first thing I want to say. I forgot to say that. I feel I like a dick because every single person is going to bring that up, I bet. He just looked really old. 
Yeah. He's, like, he's know, burning that candle at both ends. I he's, he's 50-ish. That, I mean... <sighs> uh, you know what? I reckon he's just probably the only person in the cast that doesn't dabble in fucking plastic surgery. Yeah. I mean, Robert Downey looks too good to be true. After that shit, he put up his nose. <laughs> well, actually, Robert Downey Jr., the... the, the, the 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 young one the, the CGI de-aged version of him looked a bit more like a real person than what Robert Downey Jr. looks like now. Have you not? Oh, I'm going to say my first complaint: Robert Downey's facial hair is just getting out of control. It's so foul. Isn't he it? has like, like you might remember. I'm trying to explain. He he has that kind of pointy thing at the goatee. Yeah. So that's still there, but that's not enough. Now he's got a second little like Craig David line going up at like an inch or two more, and then a second one of those. Real, real fucked up. It's real out of control. I reckon that's why Pepper left his ass. <laughs> it's the worst facial hair I've seen. And instead of him getting a haircut here, they just cut another notch in his beard. Yeah, it was just so weird. A breakup notch. Yeah. Um, so instead of getting his ear pierced or something rebellious, <laughs> dude's getting a weird ass second goatee notch. It was super strange. Um, so we might be skipping something. Let's go, let's go to the next very important part when uh, you you see the UN celebrate the uh, the signing of this important document. That's right. Yeah. Um, and obviously, so Cap is, is, uh, is. Oh no! Yeah, at the end of the funeral, remember, uh, Black Widow comes up and he's, she's like, "You know, we're going to um, Vienna now to sign these papers. We're all going to do it." And she's, he, uh, Cap's like, "You know, I can't." She's like, "I know. I just want to." You know, and they're buddies, and you get that they're still buds, even though their ideologies are somewhat different. Yeah, I feel like that would be the most heartbreaking relationship to go completely sour because yeah, you know, their their friendship is the you know at the core of Winter Soldier the movie. Totally, like still probably my favorite friendship in the Marvel universe. Definitely. Um. So yeah, we we we're we're at the we're in Vienna. They're signing this document. You meet King T'Chaka of Wakanda Wakanda. because uh, his people were killed in the explosion in Lagos. Yep. And he said, look, you know, oh no, and he's, sorry, he's, a, no, no, they weren't. He said, uh, when the vibranium shipment was stolen in Age of Ultron, like, and he's a representative there. That's right. That's why he's there. So but also he, there were Wakandians that, that they there died were Wakandians in the, in that died the, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the explosion. Lego, Lego so he said, yeah. look, there was a, uh, explosion. Like, so he's been affected twice, essentially. Is that what you got led to believe? They were including the one from Age of Ultron? Yeah, absolutely. The big Hulkbuster yeah, yeah. fight? Yeah. Yeah. And meets, uh, we meet the prince, his son. Yep. And uh, who, uh, spoiler alert, ends up he, getting a big role. Yeah, he's Spider Man. He is Spider Man. They went Miles Morales route. They uh, we got a Black Spider Man. Kids, the ads are wrong. <laughs> Don't believe it. No, uh, uh, he, he's he, Black he, Panther. And uh, I uh, upon I've not seen this actor in anything before. Yeah, nothing came to mind. And so I, I immediately saw him. I knew obviously this. He's he, we're setting him up to be Black Panther, and I was like, oh, it's not what I imagined Black Panther to look like. But then I realized that I imagined a much older Black Panther. And so this guy's like, I'd say late twenties, just cusp of thirties. But he was great. He, you know, he had the yeah the proper accent. Well, I don't want to say proper accent, but he didn't have an American accent. Occasionally, he had the proper accent. Uh, he didn't quite sure. nail the African accent, but. But he definitely held himself with the uh, the same level of uh, of pride that uh, that Black Panther should. So that warrior pride, absolutely. Um, uh, but he's not in costume. Obviously, he's in formal wear, and uh, the king's there, an older man, and uh, Black Widow's there, and they're like, "Oh, you know, thanks for coming to sign this. It means a lot to us, and what you're doing is really great." And basically, 142 or something countries have gotten behind this and want the Avengers to be held accountable. So it's a big thing. There's camera crews everywhere. It's a big ass event. The and Avengers. One of those camera trucks is filled with a bomb. With a bloody bomb, it blows up, kills their king. And T'Challa, Black Panther, dives, but he's too late. And his father, King T'Chaka, dies. Dead on arrival. Um, and Roll from that point, uh, T'Challa vows to track down and kill the person responsible for that bomb. And everyone 
believes that that person is Bucky because of a, uh, a, a, a leaked a leaked photo. A photo that got sent to the newspaper and uh, other stuff like that with him kind of walking in casual garb. Now, we've got to say before this, we see um, there's a scene uh, earlier on with uh, what would be the villain of the film, Captain Zemo. Fucking A, yeah. Captain Zemo. Kind of there's so much to talk about in this movie, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, and uh, so he is a man of... European descent, we shall say, based off his accent. I actually thought he looked quite like Bucky. So he looks a bit like Bucky, man. He's great. Uh, the actor's fantastic. We've uh, seen him as the again. We've seen him as a war hero in Inglorious Bastards. Yep. Uh, to, what's his name? Daniel. Hitler. Daniel Brühl. Hitler. Hitler. His name is Daniel Hitler. He was Hitler in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, no, he was the sniper in Inglorious Bastards, and he uh, kind of. Breaks into another man of uh, European accent, Descent's house, to steal a little red book that we've seen featured in the opening sequence with Bucky's fr- uh, freezing, where basically you read a series of uh, words, a sequence of words in this book, and you've activated a win- like at Bucky to be do the, your bidding. How many of the words do you remember? Frostbite? Was that one? No. no. I think it was Friday, maybe one of them. Rusted. Rusted. Um, freight car. Breaking? The, the freight car is like the last one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we did it. We did, we activated the Winter Soldier. Seventeen. There's your, some numbers. Your cat's My just cat literally started just to kill flexed. people. Yeah. The Winter Kitty. Uh, that, that'd be cool. Um, so he still's that, and then it's obviously an old um, Hydra peep. Yep. Because as uh, he's torturing him, and he's kind of got this cool technique. He's like strung him up from the ceiling. Oh, fuck, that's brutal, like, isn't it? It's amazing, and had like a tap running just at normal speed while it was kind of. Going up his head and nose, and as he's about to start gurgling and breathing his last breaths, he says, Elijah. And it was just like, Ooh, crazy. And he's trying to find out what happened the night. He keeps saying, What happened? He wants to find out the mission log from the opening scene, like who was in that car. What happened that night? What happened that night? Who did Winter Soldier take out? Why was he sent to take out this particular person? Yeah. So he is clearly responsible for the bomb going off. He's responsible. Everyone, we get that. everyone thinks it's Bucky, and so everyone tries to track down Bucky. And Cap decides to get there first and because in- he remembers the last act that Bucky did uh, for him was pull him out of a river at the end of Winter Soldier. So he knows there's good in him. Yeah, um, and then uh, you get an incredible fight sequence uh, where so Bucky's. I guess Bucky's in Berlin. Is he? He's kind of hanging loose. Well, it, was, it was. It was a place that sounded like Budapest. It was like that's bu- right. Buku crest somewhere else definitely Buku crest boob crest um and uh, he's he's laying low and um Cap finds plums him in yeah he's buying plums in the native tongue like no no one else's no business. killer buys plums no killer um just ex killers that were brainwashed by an evil government oh. then we see his super sad apartment which he sleeps on the floor and with a with a shitty like non mattress sleeping bag scenario which I almost I was pretty triggered from that I was like oh poor guy. Cap uh, gets there um, just moments before German soldiers do, and uh, you've got Falcon on the roof saying they're coming up the stairs, they're in the ceiling. He's like, "Bucky, I'm compromised. You've got to come with me." And uh, they get the, uh, it was one was of the you. greatest scenes in the movie. Very good stairwell uh, fight scene. You've got Bucky like and Cap, twenty SWAT policemen essentially just getting taken about down. Ten by Cap. stories high through in the, the stairwell. At one point. Bucky grabs like this steel railing. He looks like he's about to kill someone too, and Cap makes very sure he's like, "Hey, no, which no I, killing, you know, no killing," which is great to see. But lots of people definitely die in this movie. <laughs> Look, there's uh, yeah, there's no Sokovia levels of death. No, there's a but death the, count. Yeah, there is a death count. But uh, so so Bucky grabs the rail, 
and oh, this like big oh, yeah, metal so railing. He jumps down, um, like a few flights he, of stairs while holding down, the railing, like, yeah, and then, like the, the it gap. Like, it's just so cool. I thought it was so cool. It, like acts like a like a vine. I don't know. Yeah, he like uses it to slow himself down with his big ass metal arm, which is sick. That metal arm, and it's kind of the first the time we've heard them speak to each other. And what do they say? He's like, hey, don't you know who I am? And then Bucky kind of plays it dumb and he said, your name's Steve. I wrote about you in a museum. He obviously knows yeah, who yeah. he is. Don't lie to me. He's like, don't lie. And then you think Bucky's going to punch him, but he punches the ground and pulls out his oh, backpack with supplies. So like, much yes. good stuff. And that the fighting in this bit reminded me a lot of like the Bourne movies. Like yeah, Bourne it was very identity. close quarters. It was very, you know. Yeah, hand-to-hand combat. And, and it was so well choreographed. It was just, and I haven't seen action scenes that this well choreographed in so long. And I haven't it was seen so someone want to save. Like, it thrilling. reminded me a lot of um, the end of The Dark Knight when... Batman goes into the the, the the abandoned skyscraper that Joker's at the top with and he realises all the SWAT teams are actually dressed up as the clowns and so he's got to protect them all and he like ties them all up and has them hanging so they're safe and like he goes out of his way to do that while fighting people and I yep. thought that I just had good vibes of that and I was like oh yeah that's how heroes are supposed to be they go Definitely. out of their way to protect innocent people especially if you know they're not going to just kill a bunch of people from the military no of course uh, not especially after not signing the Sokovia paper so now the thing is Caps and Wanted Man Falcons and Wanted Man because he ended up being an accomplice so and Bucky's and Wanted Man. And they're right. all trying to get away but who gets them before anyone else does? Black Panther because he sits down and says to Black Widow before he's like, I'm going to kill him. Yep, he vows. Yep. And, uh, he says he's a warrior. If you thought the action scenes between the between the army dudes and Cap and Bucky were good, oh boy. you're right, they were good. No, <laughs> but also what was good because there's lots of good stuff in this movie. Black Panther fighting with Bucky like he pounces. I was gonna say he's great. Like he's Fighting like a cat. Like he, he unlike will... anyone else in this movie. It's funny. We live in the world where we've seen De- Deadpool make fun of the superhero land. Like when they jump and they land and do the rise up slowly. And you know, Cap certainly does it. Everyone that does the, in this movie, they'll they'll jump a large height and leave a big dent in the ground because they're heavy as shit or they're super soldiers or they're wearing gear. Black Panther, no sound because he's like a cat. It's awesome. Pounce, I like seeing yeah. that. It looks great. Like was he was so. so great. He was so uh, silky and so light. And at this stage, look. My brain, I'm sitting here watching, I'm like, there's so many characters on screen, but I never thought there's so many characters. I was like, oh man, this is like, they're, so, they're just doing it well. Yeah. Like, this is more than a Captain America movie. That like, this is. Yeah, absolutely. This is the, this is like, it felt like a more of a, a coming together of everything we've seen in the Marvel movies before. Totally. I Far mean, more so than Ultra Before Age of we used Ultron, to get yeah. a little hat tip, you know, you'd see Cap Shield in a movie, you'd see this. But you know what? They're allowed to do this now because they spent such a long, hard time. Not a hard time, but they spent such a long time doing all the groundwork to eventually get all these cats in one movie together. Yeah. And they did it. And look, Hulk and Thor might not be in this movie, but their presence is definitely like it felt it's felt in the universe. They get brought up multiple times. They get brought up multiple times and you do miss them. Like I, I Thor's one of my favorite Avengers. Definitely. And yeah. I do miss I miss Thor. Um, but like not so much that this, the movie is not movie isn't a worse movie because Thor's on it. It just also no, would have been great to have Thor because we know Ragnarok's going to be sick. Oh boy, um, yeah. So uh, Black Panther, Cap, Bucky, and Falcon chase each other through the city. It's very cool little Such scene. A great scene goes through um, like a uh, freeway, like underground tunnel. I was just on the edge of my seat for this. It was just so mm. insane. Um, but then I love they- seeing Bucky grab a bike as it's coming towards him, a motorcycle with a guy on it, grab it, and while, without even something, just kind of. Stop it from spinning around, ride it again. Like, it was just he such just turned, a cool he turned it around, rode it back in the other direction. Like it was cool seeing but Bucky the, the, the do bike had, shit hadn't like stopped spinning. He just lifted it up and put it back around to go the other way. It's it fantastic. Cool. I remember there was a great bit in um, 
in Winter Soldier where Bucky grabs someone from out of a car that Steve was in and just right. threw him out of the car into, into traffic. Like, you forget how Hectic. strong Bucky is with that arm. Like, it's awesome. I love seeing it. But not strong enough, evidently. Strong enough. Well, they end up getting stopped by, I think, the CIA. Something. Everybody. German police, CIA. Everyone says, stop, stop. They're brought in for questioning. Their suits are taken away. And uh, Bucky gets locked up into a, into a weird little capsule. Yeah, it looks like something you'd put Magneto in in the X-Men universe. It's like a plasticky... Power dampener kind of thing, yeah. And then Tony Stark's shown up and he's like, damn it, Steve. And we've seen this bit in the trailer where he's like, are you ever going to stop? And he's like, you know, sometimes... Sometimes I wish I could punch you in your perfect teeth. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, ooh, they're not happy with each other. Ooh, that's bad. And then... And you're like, does Chris Evans really have perfect teeth? And then Tony Stark just can't seem to stop talking about his parents and says, you know what? And then no, no, Steve says that great line because you know Steve's so straight. And he's like, "Oh, I met your father once." And he's like, "Oh, really? He never told me about it. He only told me a thousand times." <laughs> so you start to think like, "Oh man, Tony like really resents Captain America." Like, let's talk about Tony Stark in this movie because I think it was uh, it's a great portrayal. He yeah. played more the CEO. Like, you, there was there wasn't an Iron Man costume for I think an hour and a half, two hours into the film. What's crazy is that like he's you know, in some ways the the the, the antagonist in this movie, right? Oh, sure. But he, the glue of the MCU, he's so much more likable in this movie than he was in Age of Ultron. Yeah, because he's like account like I still didn't get it, like I still don't get. It. He's like I hung up the suits to like for the woman I loved, in th- and he says that in this. He's like oh, I hung up the suits, you know I destroyed all my suits, and then I created Ultron. But I'm like, hang on, but you were still Iron Man in Ultron. Like I still don't get that. <laughs> yeah, that was well. such a big problem for me. The fact he made this big renown. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, oh, I can't be Iron Man anymore. I'm going to be Tony Stark. Opening scene, we see him jetting through Sokovia, fighting fuckers. <laughs> I still don't get that. It's such a weird character beat. Like, it's something I just don't buy. Age of Ultron. You maybe can just think it was a fever dream. Just, yeah, and, and, and the other thing, I've got to bring up, I've said it before, but the other thing I didn't like in Age of Ultron, still, and it still bugs me to this day, him going, oh, I've been working on this Ultron program for a very long time that you all know about. And Bruce Banner's like, oh yeah, the Ultron program. It's like, wait, you've never spoken about this. You wave a fucking shield in movies f- before you introduce Captain America, but you couldn't even once drop the Ultron word? Yeah. Damn. Lazy. 
Um, not like this movie. No, everything felt so well set up and everything everything yeah. gets wrapped up really well in this movie. And you movie. can kind of see Tony's starting to realize, he's like, shit, like, we're so accountable. Like, anyone's accountable. Like, we need to sign this. He's like, Steve, I'm giving you another chance to sign the papers. So he's like, I respectfully decline. Um, and then um, we see Bucky get interrogated. Uh, it looks like the guy that was meant to interrogate him has been compromised, maybe even killed. In fact, definitely killed and definitely shoved killed. into a bath somewhere alongside a side of bacon. It's um, Captain Zemo. Ca- Zemo. It's Baron Zemo. And, Baron uh, Zemo. Uh, he is also sent a bomb to... Well, not like it's like a like a power surge maker. That's right. Um, to it to the power plant. So everywhere... Takes out the cameras so no one can hear him interview or see him interview. But what he does, he's supposed to be, you know, psychologically evaluating... Winter Soldier, Bucky. Oh, and uh, Tim uh, Martin Martin Fel- uh, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman is. I was about to say Tim. Sorry, I just watched the office with a, again with recently. A, with a uh, with a accent very very similar to his accent in Fargo. A few notches down of the uh, Minnesota twang, but a uh, little very quite somewhat similar. Wearing a suit, looking very dapper, in charge of a. I didn't catch his name. Was it CIA? Like, I mean, it was some organization. Was some organization, but basically he's he's like, hey, you guys, we're bringing you in. Uh, during this moment when Baron uh, Zemo is... Br- is it Zemo or Zemo? I keep forgetting. Zemo. Zemo. Once Zemo is brought down the power, he begins to activate Winter Soldier with certain little words from a little red book. And so now you have uh, Winter Soldier activated. So any chance of Tony, etc., believing Cap that Winter Soldier is not a bad guy All goes lost. out the window when he All starts lost. killing CIA operatives and yep. se- secret agents. Being a badass with his big old metal arm. And, and then smagging s- Tony Stark straight in the face. That's I got why super I sad. Was, yeah, it was a real bummer. I was like, no, oh, you guys were about to be besties. One of the darkest scenes, um, but certainly not the darkest scene in this movie. Right? Some, a lot of dark mo- moments in this. She got dark. Let's try and fly through the rest of the plot. Yeah, what happens next? Um, the end. We no, did it. No, we got... So many big end credit scene. No, no, Stanley. we're missing big beats. You can't do this. Don't do. It. You're not doing it justice. We can't do this. Doctor. You're not doing Dawn of Justice. You're not doing it. Um, all right. So uh, Bucky escapes. Bucky escapes. He's out. Um, and uh, he he gets taken down to the war. Like he get, he gets to, tries to get a helicopter, and then Cap <sighs> stops cool him. Scene. Holy shit, I jumped out of my seat, almost pooed my pants. Cool uh, scene. Over that bit where Caps he Caps at the he top of a helipad, but he's holding on to, you know, the legs of the helicopter and holding on to the helipad, like almost getting stretched in half. But no, he's Captain America. He's like, he brings back down the helicopter. He, it, he, he stops the helicopter like from, yeah. from taking off. He pops it's veins on veins on veins while he's flexing. Massive. Uh, and then uh, he pulled, like basically the whole entire helicopter falls down into the water and yeah. um, Bucky... Just a little bit drowns, not really drowns. He's no. fine, and uh, but, but then, then he symbolic, resets. Uh, but then a symbolic uh, Steve pulls him Steve out of the pulls water. Him out yeah, and yeah. he's back to normal. And then uh, the next scene, we've kind of seen at the end of Ant Man, we see his big metal arm and a vice. Yep, Buffy Falcon's says, there. He says, Do you remember me? And he's like, your mother's name was something or other. You kept tissues in your shoes. Yeah, that great scene. And then they, uh, then Falcon says, I know a guy. Yeah, we need all the help. We need all the help we get. I, I, I know a guy. And so, so Team Iron Man, Team Cap start assembling their teams. Yep. We see a great scene. We see Iron Man get given uh, 36 hours to bring in Cap. Otherwise, he's, 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 a, he's a dead man. During this time also, we, Vision and Scarlet Witch are back at base. 
Uh, and Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch keeps trying to leave to go places, but we find out that Visions basically said, Tony Stark's put you on house arrest and I'm looking after you. I'm making some weird dish that without paprika, but some other red powder looks like Yeah, paprika. we see him cooking a meal for her because he knows she likes it. And- but yeah, we, we then also see the beginnings of a relationship between Vision and Scarlet Witch, which is, of course, what happened in the Avengers comics. Which in, is kind of weird. In the 70s and 80s. Um, and 90s. Uh, but as... Um, uh, I, I don't think... It, I thought it was... Yeah, it's, it's a bit odd, but it, it's cool. I, I'm all for it happening. Oh, it's cool. And they're bonding over the fact they'll both... They, what, they, what, what I like, the, the, the reason why they're bonding is uh, Loki's uh, scepter, you know, his Infinity Stone that was in his scepter is responsible for both of them now. Mm. So they have that in common, and I, I kind of like that. The he's like, stone I can in, see in you. Vision's he, head. Yeah, he's like, you know, people see you for this crazy thing, and but he's like, I see you. It's just you, and it's a nice moment. Like it could be weird, but it's not. Um, but just as Falcon said, he has a friend, i.e., a tiny little uh, member of the insect family, Ant Man. Tony Stark uh, also has someone he's been keeping an eye on, which he thinks might be of some use. And we get the best cinematic rendition of Spider-Man in just 10 minutes. Yeah, we uh, see. Right. I mean, look, we're going into full spoiler territory here. This isn't... We're going to what? Unlike the last hour? Um, this isn't your uh, your old Queen's neighborhood, you know, the, 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 two bed, the two-story house, which Peter's always been in. Uh, in the movies. Yeah. Since the comics and in the movies. This is, you know... That, that would be a really well-to-do area now in New York, given the real estate prices. So it's now relegated to almost like a block, like attack the block style. Like he's basically in the projects. Yeah. In a really, really like, but he's not tiny like apartment. Doing heroin. It. Like, no. you know, he's still got a lovely aunt played by nerd. mega babe, Marissa Tomei. Now he's kind of seen walk into the apartment from behind talking about, what's he chat about? He's like, hey, Aunt May, how you doing? Like, it's just kind of pretty cash. Yeah. He turns around. Talking Finally, about school and stuff. She's chatting to somebody. He has a look over who it is. It's Tony Stark. He's and obviously he's a, he's a kid who's grown up because they actually say that Tony Stark put the suit on eight years ago, don't they? Yep. So we know that the Marvel universe in Marvel universe times eight years old. Peter Parker's sixteen. Did he say barely fifteen? Teenager, 16? some kind of teenager. So he he's basically known Iron Man his whole life. So he walks in and sees you know the equivalent of Kanye West and Steve Jobs sitting. <laughs> Being kind of like really flirty with his aunt. And Kanye Jobs. They have this great rapport where he's re- pretending to be here for... Uh, Tony Stark's pretending to be there because he's won a grant. That's right. And he's winking outside of Aunt May's vision. So, Peter's like, oh, yeah, that's why you're here. Uh, and he's like, yes, yeah, so let's go to your bedroom to discuss it. Pulls out his sexy hologram iPhone and shows like YouTube clips of this guy... In swinging a, around the city in, in a blue and red suit in a blue and red uh like track suit basically it's like with, with black goggles on and a little spider symbol paint on like a really good version of the homemade spider-man outfit really great uh like stopping cars crashing into buses re- stopping uh car thieves like really low level street stuff and it's just like oh yeah wow this they just clicked you like this spider-man this is it's actually happening and then you know he's like finds the costume and he finds the little web shooters and he's like where'd you get these from he's like oh, i made them and you know he's actually got a classic mac he's got the first ever macintosh which he found in like a dumpster found, he's a dumpster diver he's a dumpster diver and builds all his tech from that so you know he's kind of they get past they get through so much of this character and what he stands for and just really good dialogue and they never once say oh i was bitten by a spider he's it's like, like the thing happened and this thing happened to me what when what happened to me happened six months ago i haven't been the same and i'm this person now and uh, he, he alludes gives, to the to Uncle Ben dying. Yeah, he's like, look, 
what? why do you do this? So Iron Man's like, why do you keep doing this? And he's like, well, you know. I have these powers and I, I have to, you know, you, you've got to be the hero to help the little guy. Yeah, but I don't show it off. Like, that's why no one knows. Yeah, he's like, no one knows it's me. Yeah. He's like, aren't me. He's like, nobody knows. And, uh, you know, that this little speech, not only does it, um, does it kind of, Put a new spin on on the Uncle Ben, like he doesn't great say responsibility. Like he never great, once says great, great power, power comes great responsibility. It it also kind of gives Tony a bit of motivation. It to, reinforces his beliefs about looking after the little guy. I the kid he killed in Sokovia at the start, which he was made to feel guilty of. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was just really well done. Like, yeah, and then he kind of just keeps laughing at his costume, like he keeps pointing out how he's like, you really get around in this. And so uh, we're like, hang on, does that mean Tony's going to make him a costume? Of course, it's because uh, it's clearly not the costume that we see that we saw in the trailer. No. Um, what's the actor Tom? Uh, Tom Holland. He is so good as Peter Parker. He's great. He's likable. He's not a dweeb. Like I don't mean he's like pulling pulling sick bongs or something to try and like you know, make him a skew to the kids, but he's just like, just a chill kid. He's kind of obviously quite brainy. He's obviously a bit of a tech guru. Yeah, he was, he was great. He looks like a kid as well. So, Iron Man now has Spider-Man on his team. Meanwhile, Hawkeye uh, helps... Uh, Wonder Escape from uh, uh, Scarlet Witch Escape from the Vision and, and, and the Avengers Mansion. And it's good to see him back. And it's good to see him back. Yeah, and then you see uh, Wanda fully use the extent of her powers against the Vision and That's send right. him... 11 floors down below the earth. Pretty yeah, fun. pretty harsh. I mean, uh, love is tiff early on. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, they all meet at a German airport. <laughs> that's right. Where else do you have a big brawl? And then uh, Van pulls up and we've seen this clip online of a uh, very tired Paul Rudd getting out going, what time zone is this? And just being just being Paul Rudd, hanging around with like super ripped Avengers. It was great. And uh, yeah, just just he, he's, he had so much fun in this movie, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Before I get um, some of the best moments, I mean, there's obviously a big moment that uh, we'll get soon, but... A very big moment, wink. So, wait, why are they meeting at the Berlin airport again? Uh, because they want to... There's a there's a helicarrier... That, not a helicarrier, sorry. Um, a Quinjet there that they're going to escape in. That's right. Um, and uh, they've also... You also see a scene of Black Widow recru- recruiting Black Panther. That's right. Um, so, when, when, as soon as uh, they step out onto the... They, they suit up. Expecting to have some kind of a battle. Yeah. I'm not sure if the Quinjet was always going to be there, or they knew that if they met at the airport, someone from Tony's side would fly a Quinjet there and they could steal it. I was too excited by the Spider-Man. Well, in any case, the Quinjet. So not, there's a Quinjet there, and they're going to steal that to go. I was just yeah. I was Bucky just pumped from Spidey. Like I've said before, so many times in this podcast, Spidey is just he's he's the, the ultimate hero to me. So you see um, Captain America step out, um, and immediately he's approached by Iron Man, Black Widow. Um, War Machine War Machine and Black Panther And then Underoos Spider-Man <sighs> comes out We see the shot We see him We see him rip off the uh, the shield from Cap We see Oh no actually And we have the first That's not the first time we see the web We see when Tony Stark's about to grab something And he, he goes to get to the doorknob And then that's when he shoots the um, Yeah yeah Peter Parker shoots him with shoots the, the that, that was really well done that was Don't, really You well can't done. tell it on me it was And really he nice. just Yeah it's, it's like he's, he's joking Tony Stark's like I'm gonna go tell you right And he's like no And then like 
webs him to the wall and you're like, yes. And you see he has the wrist shooters and everything like he's so built himself. It's great. Yep. Uh, so we see Underoos come down and it, it's just, it's, he's just amped to be there. Like that's how you can describe Spider-Man in this. He's yeah, just he's, like, hey Cap, I'm, he salutes Captain America. Like he's so confused. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll, he'll take someone down and then compliment them. Yeah. Like he'll, like when a soldier will throw a punch, he's like, oh man, you got a metal arm. That's so cool. And yeah. Stuff like that. It's just great. Uh, so we see a great showdown because as soon as, um, uh, Iron Man puts all of his cards on the table, except Vision. Vision is uh, taking Absent a stand right back now. for the most part of this battle. Um, you then uh, see Caps begin- enter the fight with all of his pawns. That every uh, other character, and uh, including Iron Man. Sorry, um, Ant Ant Man, who um, Tony's not aware of. Of course, Hawkeye's back as well. Yep. And so there's a bunch of great quips, some awesome fight, just like. Just every, all, everyone teams up with everyone at one point. Everyone, it's like a 15 have, minute fight. It's like every shot you could, it looks like a splash page. You um, could pause any, 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 any great scene. It just looks amazing. You Ant, see, um, Ant-Man rides back. one of Hawkeye's arrows. Oh, like, yeah. You see Ant-Man run inside Tony's suit, deactivate stuff. My favorite bit, which was a great throwback to the Thomas, the tank engine, uh, train in Ant-Man was he carries around like a micro machine. That's right. Yeah. So, and he's like, here, when I throw this, throw this at it, it's the thing that makes it bigger uh, from Ant Man. And it, he thinks it's, you know, it just it's a, like water a truck. cement mixer. And he thinks it's a water truck, which is like blows up. It was hilarious. Uh, the whole thing was just unbelievably fun. Um, Spider Man's amazing, spinning around, like shooting. And he's like, oh, Iron Man told me to go for your legs. And he's kind of like apologizing he, to everyone because he loves them all. Yeah. And, but, but he can also stand up with the best of them. He, he, he takes on Falcon and, and, um, and, Win a uh, soldier at the same time for yeah. for a great deal of the battle, and he looks great. Like his movements are great, the and eyes are great. The way uh, th- that's right. So I know when the trailer came out, I was like, "Why does his eyes move?" And I, you know, it's obviously a way for him to emote more. But uh, he explains to Tony ever since, never without saying he got bitten by a spider, but uh, says that you know ever since whatever happened to him, like everything, his strength, his agility, everything's increased, even his eye, his like senses. his vision and his senses. So that's why he wears the goggles to kind of... Allow him to focus. Yeah, to, t- to make him focus. So, so clearly that's what his, his, his mask is doing. It's helping yeah, him focus. Yeah, it's great. It's like, really a, well you done. know, Stark's obviously made these cool little lenses for him to help him focus. And it's like, you know what? All we need to know is it's Stark developed technology. I buy it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for the first time, we see a, um, a Spider-Man who is genuinely funny in a sweet way. Yeah. Instead of just kind of Being quick quippy and annoying yeah um and i thought that was like that was probably you know a lot of a lot of earlier reviews of this said that spider-man still is a show and that's definitely the way he does it and he's like a little kid like you see him standing next to these heroes that haven't obviously got a stump man who's ripped he's got the body of like a 15 year old boy like he looks like a boy yeah he's got a belt with little web shooters on it like it was just sick sick. and you see oh it was just great to see spidey as spidey yeah and we also get um uh Ant-Man revealing that he can become Giant-Man. Which is amazing. Really, really fun. But I kind of... I didn't didn't understand why he moves so slowly as Giant-Man. Well, Godzilla moves slow. You know, when you're bigger, you move slower. Do you? I don't know. It was a bit bit strange, but whatever. It was funny. It was amusing. Definitely, um, a a lot of that battle does kind of go for comedy moments. Yeah. um, Which you kind of have to expect to. I really like to Ant-Man just calling Hawkeye (laughs) Arrow-Man. I have no idea who he is. Uh, Yeah, but there there was some amazing beats and, and, Good beats. and great like even great nice emotional beats too like between um arrow man and black widow whatever uh, you know how hard are you gonna hit me uh, you know stuff like that yeah. and like yeah it's just it's nice and it shows uh the extent of how powerful uh, scarlet witch can be as well totally vision comes in and starts you know being a badass yeah um floating but- through planes and shit like that and 
you know, taking everyone for floating a ride. through Giant Man, floating through Giant Man. Then my, uh, if, if I wasn't uh, already erect, I was well and truly erect at this point because uh, the uh, the oh, yes, of course. T- team uh, team uh, team Stark are having a real hard time taking down this Giant Man. He's he's huge. He's bigger than the air. Like you know, he's bigger than the planes. He's massive. And uh, Peter Parker, Spider Man says, "Hey." Uh, you ever see that really old movie, The Empire Strikes Back? And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to take it down like an AT-AT. He's like, you know, this big walker thing. And then just starts looping him around the legs. And I'm like, oh my God, Disney owns all of these properties now. Yeah. This is amazing. Steel Saunders already texted me and said, best Star Wars reference ever. Yeah. It was so, just, it was, it was And fantastic. I would agree. It was awesome. It was great. And uh, yeah, it takes him down AT-AT style. Very cool. So many distractions are made from everyone on Cap's team while Cap and Bucky make it over to the Quinjet. That's right. And make their escape as uh, they're being Black chased. Black Panther's chasing them. He's like, ah, oh, stop, stop, Oh, yeah, stop. And, and Black Widow stops Black Panther. She crosses teams. Yep, she double crosses. Double crosses. And, Tony Stark uh, makes a wry remark about it. It's like, I guess Of course he does. He would have made a wry remark about whatever she did, to be honest. I mean, why um, didn't anyone talk shit on his beard? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Um, it was such an easy target. Um, so the Quinjet's flying away with Cap and Bucky in it, and um, Iron Man and uh, War Machine are in hot pursuit, and uh, Falcon is By this stage, on their tails as well. Baron uh, Zemo was well and truly responsible for the explosion, but only only Cap and Bucky know this much. Only Cap, Cap and Bucky, and they've got to go to Siberia to Bucky's. Oh, huge plot point. Bucky says. The thing he stole from that car was five super soldier serums. Yeah, there are more winter soldiers. He's like, there's more winter soldiers. And at this point, I was going, oh, no, they're going to shoehorn in like these early... We're going to see all these battles between, between many, many winter soldiers. But like these unnamed, unfaceless villains. I'm like, damn it, so far. It was so good and so nuanced. But, uh, but look, forget about that. We'll, we'll get to that bridge when it comes to it. Let's yeah. just enjoy this fighting scene until it happens. Uh, so... Um, while um, while they're flying Falcon's after the flying Quinjet, away. Falcon's flying towards uh, War Machine and fires some some shot, shots at him. And War Machine calls out to Vision and says, "Can you take Falcon down?" Vision is with uh, with Scarlet Witch having a moment, but he shoots a laser at um, at Falcon. Miss, just misses Falcon because Falcon dodges it because he's a sick cunt. He's an MVP. Boom! Straight um, into Rhodey. War Machine takes the hit, and I I thought in the trailer that it was. Uh, the whole, this whole thing was going to be brought on by um, by Bucky, Bucky shooting shooting yeah. um, shooting War Machine down, but instead it was it was Vision. I thought it was very he very falls clever. Falls out of the sky, falls heaps. It's like, so brutal when he hits the ground. Hits like, the ground. It's like when Hulk lands into that factory almost in Avengers, and he like wipes out the fat. You know, War Machine goes hurtling down to the ground. Smack bang! It's brutal to watch. Just cracks open that goddamn land. And um, Iron Man comes back and the suit's pulls talking his mask to him. Off. And it's like, yeah. So who's Iron Man talking to in this entire movie? Yeah, I guess she, he's made the... Um, well, because obviously Paul Bettany's voice can't be... Is Jarvis, who's going to Jarvis Heidi or something? No, Veronica, Betty. Who knows? Pepper. Yeah, but he's, is it speaking to the suit or somebody else? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I could, I, that was a bit confusing, wasn't it? I, yeah, I, I just assumed it was his suit. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it was a bit weird. There was like an unknown... Because I know he had Betty because the suit was Veronica, remember? That's right. Like the the Hulkbuster suit was Veronica or something like that, and so the 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 new AI was a different voice, but I think it was someone else. I heard right. like Petey or something a few times. I don't know. Anyway, sure, there's going to be some IMDb trivia on that uh, shit. We can check out later. Yeah. Um. Uh. So obviously, Cap and Bucky get away while Iron Man rushes to Rhodey's aid. Um. The suit says there's a heartbeat, but he's so you get critical a small amount of relief. Uh, turns out that. 
Um, he's, he shattered his back and his spine. He's, and he can't walk. Spinal cord he's paraplegic. Been um, and you know, I was very, very worried that they were going to take, they were going to kill, kill the Rody black guy. Because um, Marvel, especially in their TV properties, has a very horrible habit of killing the black guy. <sighs> Terrible. Uh, so I was very glad What's to this? see that not happen. Shield. Uh, Shield. Um, Daredevil. Who's the black guy in Daredevil? They kill. They kill off the um the reporter. Oh, Ben. Yeah, Ben, ben Ehrlich. Yeah, yeah. Ben yeah. Ehrlich. You're right. Super unnecessary. It, yeah. yeah, I don't know why they killed him. I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't working at the Daily Planet. But hey, that's another <laughs> Daily Bugle. That's another. That was pre-Spider-Man purchase. That's true. Um, so we then um see Cap and Bucky, uh, just, just flying. Just flying, they f- and then they fly off into the distance, and then the sun yeah. goes down. The end. And several times throughout the film, you've also seen um, Baron Zemo listening to someone on a phone. It's a female talking to him when he's Le- leaving, phone. leaving a message. Yeah, yeah, leaving a message, or it's like About he's his listening son. to yeah, 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 and then he hangs up. So you clearly know that 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 they are they are not around anymore because of you something. You find out the he's a and you've also learned by this stage he was a Sokovian soldier. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that the, the uh, Cap and Bucky make their way over to where these five Winter Soldiers have been kept frozen in, t- in isolation. That's right. Tanks. It looks like the Weapon X program. There's people in like tubes who look like they've got shit plugged in. At this stage, also General Ross has arrested all the remaining members of Team Cap. Yep, that's right. Keeping them in what's the prison again? The bigger. Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's it's, it's a water it, prison, but it holds it's super an villains. Aqua prison. Like it holds villains. Yeah, that's right. It's for yeah. villains. So it's like a high security version of Alcatraz. Yeah. Um. So Tony gets from his intel uh, or a non magical version of Azkaban. Take the pick. <laughs> Tony gets uh, a message from his intel that there are that you know um it wasn't Bucky that was responsible for the uh, attack in Vienna. It was um. It was Baron Zemo, and they found like uh, a face modifier and a wig to. And he posed as, the, as the, the Winter Soldier, psychologist and stuff as well. That's right. So Tony's like, oh, "I've got to go help my buddy Cap. I know where they're going." Uh, flies away in his helicopter, gets into Iron Man's suit. They're all on this remote part in Siberia. Yeah. Iron Man follows. You know, he packs up his little ship. Uh, he's on a helicopter, and he says, "Hey, I've got to go to." He doesn't say where he's going, but he's like, "Look, I'm oh." No, that's right. Sam tells him. Falcon tells him while he's in his uh, bubble, you know, in his high security. He's like, "Look, I know they're going to Siberia." Yeah, Tony. Tony goes to visit every all the all the prisoners in the underwater. Basically, prison. apologizes. He's like, "Look, I don't want this to happen." But and they're like, "You know what, dude? You do. You're a real prick to us." And he kind of gets his comeuppance, and then Falcon kind of reasons with him, a bit, like kind of sees that he doesn't mean for them to end up here in Ross's private prison. Hawkeye really is savage. He says, "Like, don't turn your back on Tony. He'll break it." <laughs> <laughs> Savage Aff, fam. <laughs> um, and then we get uh, uh, Iron Man rushing to the aid of his once friend, Captain America. Um, they a- approach the Weapon X program to find that... This is when I was like, oh no, we're going to see a fight with just super strong people. It's not going to look great. It's just going to be a big chaotic ending with... Lo and behold, they're all killed. Yeah, he's Zemo's... Is it as if I'd want any more of you running around? Yeah, and, and he's he, killed them himself. He's put a bullet through all of their heads. So you as see they a slept. bullet hole in the chain, and they're, they're, they're dead. And then he's kind of sitting in the. It's it's an old. It's obviously a decrepit old building. It's you know old Soviet technology. And he's sitting at the end, and uh, Iron Man behind eventually joins them. All three are in. So Baron's behind a wall. Bucky, uh, Cap, and Iron Man. And then all, Baron's got like a paused screen. Uh, looks like a security tape, and uh. Catches Cap's eye and he says, "Hey, I know that road." 
But before, oh, wait a minute. Before this, he, he reveals... <gasps> he reveals that he was... Yeah, he lost his whole family in Sokovia. How his little baby boy was so excited to see the Iron Man outside. But, uh, you know, once, once they did what they did so ungracefully in Age of Ultron that his whole family was crushed and destroyed. It took him his two weeks to find, it, find his father. Couldn't find the his, body of him. Yeah, very sad stuff. Awful shit. And he said, "I'm in. I'm in charge of this, basically. And I've. I want you to. I want you, you know. I've caused this." Tony Watt sees the security camera. And he's like, "I know that road. It's security footage from the night Winter Soldier performed the mission." Which in Baron, 1991, the the scene that we saw open the movie. The scene we saw that Baron Zemo was so so curious to find out what it was. Uh oh, Tony knows the car as well. Oh God, it all makes sense now. Winter Soldier was given a mission to take out Howard Stark any way as possible to retrieve the super soldier serum, which he developed. And his Captain wife America. too. So, and so his wife. Bucky so, boom. killed Tony Stark's parents. And it was felt hurt. It didn't seem shoehorned. It was so fucking dark though. It just, and then you just saw It was the darkest moment in, in any Marvel movie. Hands down. Hands down. You're like, damn, Zemo's... Man, Zemo's savage half. <laughs> yeah. This... Uh, if anyone complains about Marvel movies not being dark, this was this is this was grim. And the villain I found great. Like there was the vi- the word villain didn't really assign itself to anybody in this. There wasn't any like traditional, you know, Thanos laughing and smiling on a floating chair or anything. It was kind of like, oh, this guy was propelled to, you know, make the Avengers bring themselves down and fight internally. Because yeah, he reveals to Black Panther later in the movie that he couldn't kill them, but no. maybe he could convince them to kill each other. Yeah, and you're kind of like, yeah, he's been spurred on because they cost his family. Like, um, a lot of repercussions are brought up, like, a lot of things that happen, uh, people are held accountable for. It's just, it's the anti-Batman versus Superman, like, hands absolutely. down. Absolutely. So then we get an incredibly... Oh, and Black dark- Panther's stowed away, basically. He's he's on his own way there to find them. Yeah, um, you, you, you think he, he's gone to track down, he's still, he's wanted to kill Bucky the entire movie. Um, he's just so badass in this too. But now that he's learned that... It's that Baron Zemo. Zemo. He's like, I, you know, he, he goes to kill Zemo, and 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 uh, as Cap, Bucky, and Iron Man beat the shit out of each other, which you've seen in the trailer, it's that great. You know, they're in a kind of decrepit, build, uh, decrepit underground base thing. They're just throwing punches, throwing shields, shooting faz- like you know, shooting plasma bolts. It's great. Um, as as they are, uh, they're fighting. Zemo makes his escape, but is confronted by Black Panther, who's going. Who initially is going to kill him. That's right. And then uh, he reveals all of you know his backstory and why he did what he did. Yeah. And Black Panther realizes that like you know everything that Zemo did, we did out of vengeance. It's and everything, everything that Cap and Iron Man are doing is out of vengeance, and it's the same thing that he was going to do too. And it's not the so right he way makes to be. The, he makes the decision not to kill Zemo, but instead to take him in and get him arrested. Yeah, um, which is very great because it meant that Marvel oh. ends a movie with one of its bad guys still alive to see another day in a movie like Loki. Um, yeah, very rare, very rare thus far, and great because he's such a great actor. Um, Tony and Cap beat the shit out of each other, and Bucky. Bucky gets Bucky his, his arm, arm blown off. off. Yep. Yeah, by by by, by Tony. Uh, just Cap- get savage. Just real big big boy punches. Real 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 strong boy punches and hits. <laughs> real strong boy punts. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Bucky. Like you know, it's great. It's pretty brutal. They, they and they know each other's weak spots and they exploit them. Absolutely. It ends with Cap ramming his shield into Tony's um, core, core, and 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 his uh, entire armor. Um, Depowers. Yeah. Um, a few questions. How did uh, how did uh, Iron Man get home? Also, yeah, I was thinking, how, how did, did he Iron climb out, out of how there? How did he get out of that suit? And um, also, um, what was his father even doing with the soldier serum to begin with? We well, invented it. 
I guess so. Remember, yeah, you're right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, our, sure. In our cap one. Well, he was why present. was it just in his boot? Where were they going? Who knows? <sighs> they so had many to go questions. somewhere for a business trip. It could have been for Shield. Who knows? Yep. Uh, anyway. He did invent it, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he was he was instrumental in... Um, he was played by Dominic so-and-so, someone else in um, Cap 1. That's right. The first Avenger. And then in the uh, Agent Carter series. Yeah, the what is it? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so where do we go from here? We, we the, the, like you know, Iron Man's lying on the floor, backing, uh, Bucky and Cap just slowly, sad boy slowly stuff. go away. Real sad boy hours. Uh, then we cut, do we then cut to, um, to Iron Man? Uh, we know we see, we see, um, we see Zemo get brought into jail and, and then, uh, you know, Iron Man is, is, is helping, um, War Machine walk again. You get He's invented there. some cool ass leg things for him, kind of, you know, braces, cool robotic legs. braces. Um, legs made of asses. Now and, you'll always be War Machine. Um, and then, um, then he receives a package from Cap, kind of explaining his actions and saying that if you ever need me, here's a phone to contact me on. He breaks Falcon, Hawkeye, and Ant Man and Wanda out of um, out of prison, and the credits roll. And, and then, then not one but two post credit scenes. God damn! If they weren't some of the best Marvel post credit scenes, too, it's one thing to get one of the best Marvel movies, but two of the best post credit scenes as well. I would have been happy with one. But Lucky no. boys to give us two. The first one is set in Wakanda, where um, and I was pretty surprised at this. Bucky decides that. He's too dangerous. Until he can be cured, he has to be frozen away. So, uh, using black... And he's still got one arm. He hasn't replaced it yet. So, uh, I don't know about you, but I reckon he'll be getting some vibranium. Uh, so, using Wakanda technology, they freeze him again uh, in Wakanda. And um, Cap's like, you know, if anyone tries... To, if everyone finds out where he is, they're going to try and try and get him. And then Black Panther says, like, let them come. It's so powerful and And he's a big-ass panther statue. Yeah, very excited. then that Howard Stark actually, like... Stark Industries develop vibranium based off the Wakandan resource. Right. So he didn't do the soldier serum, but he was working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and shit like that and was he was present. I mean, he was definitely there he was when, present. When, uh, when the serum is administered yeah, to, to, he was to, there. to It was Steve. the other dude, yeah. Um, and then uh, credits roll again and we get a final post-credits scene. And then some scene. basics left the cinema and we're like, oh. So many basics left the cinema with, and, and they didn't take their... Uh, their Free complimentary comics. Yeah, we got some complimentary cool boy comics yeah. again on the premiere night. Um. So then they, yeah, the uh, final credit scene is basically Spider Man explaining to Aunt May why he's got a black eye. Who gave it to him? He alludes to it. You should have seen how big the other guy was. This is a guy called Steve. That's right, from Brooklyn. A guy called Steve from Brooklyn. <laughs> it's a great Brooklyn versus Queens moment in this yeah. in this movie. There's there's two, isn't there? Um and uh, yeah. Then it, it kind of you have this great moment between um. Spider Man kind of and, his wrist and around Aunt the web shooter that um Tony's developed for him it can, is emitting some red light and it can beam up a big spider symbol now. And then the last thing projected, it pans up to his bedroom ceiling, huge, awesome, classic Spidey symbol. Screen goes to black and says, "Spider Man will return." Wow! Hollering, hooter, hootering, and hollering. I was just I clapped. Oh man, we I saw, cheered. We saw Spidey for maybe twelve minutes. I did not boo and I did not tweet. Fuck Zack Snyder after this movie. No, I didn't make memes about Zack Snyder like easing up on 9-11. <laughs> um, this was a, an excellent movie. Um, Angus, we're going to be talking about this movie for the rest of the year. Maybe the rest of our lives. Perhaps. It's far from a perfect movie, but as far as comic book movies look, there's go... Still, yeah, there's, like I said when we left, I said, look, there's still one gripe. There's no memorable music in any Marvel movie except for Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's just pop hits from the 80s. Yeah, look, I, I can't think of anything beyond that. You know, a few weird accents throughout the movie and 
maybe Bucky's decision to freeze himself. Like, I mean, I get why he did it. You know, it, it shows that he's taking himself as a threat seriously. Mm. And, you know, maybe th- maybe that's a, 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 that will go a long way to repair Captain, Man- yeah. Captain America and Iron Man's friendship from this point forward. Look, I just had a blast. It was great, you know, especially after the, the shit show that was BBS. And this movie still does dark. Like, you know, yes, it does. does it, it does also do incredibly funny. In fact, I missed... Every single line after Spider-Man said anything in that fight because I was yeah. laughing so much yeah, at what he it's said. Just, it's just so good. Like, what a welcome home for Spidey. Spidey. I'm just ecstatic he's back. I was on the edge I'm of my seat for the whole there. time. It was everything I wanted out of this movie. I was so, looking so forward to this movie mm. and it was everything I wanted. And fuck, what, what more can I say one than more. that? And that's right. Eventually, at the end, I did like... Uh, Tony Stark refers, refers to him as Spider-Man because he's like, what are you, Spider-Kid, Spider-Boy, Spider-Ling? And uh, Peter kind of whiz- mumbles to himself, I'm Spider-Man. He's obviously not a man, but uh, no, it was good. And the costume was great. You know, it looked like classic Spidey, but with a modern twist. It wasn't like edgy or yeah, and like, fuck you, mom, written on the back. Like, it was still very, you know. And after seeing the shitty setups in Batman v Superman and also the shitty setups in Age of Ultron for future movies, I mean, nothing that we've seen in all the shitty setups from Age of Ultron has happened yet either in the Marvel no, Universe. We know that but- Thor's still having a spa somewhere. Um, but... The setups in this movie were awesome. They were yeah. integral to the plot and they set up the future movies. Black Panther, they set up Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I was, like, it was great not to see a scene where Tony Stark uh, got an email from Bruce Wayne and saw footage of Spider-Man <laughs> in the street. No, That's excellent. And so, so I don't know how the writers came up with anything except that. Like, Give these guys a Nobel Peace Prize for developing a, a different concept. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Characters were great. Action was great. Story was great. Just Russo great, like, brothers are just like no. I'm so excited for Infinity War. I'm, and I'm so excited for Doctor Strange. We saw the, we, we saw the, the trailer on the big screen, and yeah. it was considerably better than watching it on YouTube. Absolutely, I was a bit underwhelmed with the trailer on online. But, I still you know, think it's fucking weird that Tilda Swinton is playing an Asian Asian master. Well, uh, you know, I, well, you know what? I, I was actually reading defense of the writers, and they're like, uh, he was kind of like a terrible cliche of. Asian old stereotypes as well. So it's just like, you know, it's the idea. It's, it could be anybody, it could be any physical body. And it's happened to be this one right now. Um, but that's another time for another podcast. <laughs> Look, overall, the Russos get ensemble cast better than most directors, which is fantastic. They just kill it. Like, everyone was balanced. Everyone had a nice beat. No one felt shoehorned. Everyone had a great arc, yeah. Everyone had a great arc. With, like Black Panther especially. Yeah, Black Panther I'm especially. I'm so satisfied with his depiction in this movie. I love Ant-Man's place in this universe. He never felt off-brand for the Ant-Man that was developed in the kind of Absolutely. You know, most comedic, out, you know, alongside Guardians of the Galaxy of the Marvel films. And that comedic beat was still there. He was great. I found myself um, at the end of the movie going like, oh my God, how good would it be if Falcon and Hawkeye... Ant-Man and Wanda get broken out of prison by the Guardians of the Galaxy. That'd be sick. He like be rocket, so ridiculous. He like Rocket Raccoon come in, Bra- Bradley Cooper out. That'd be so good. Groot. Uh, but yeah, just really pumped to see, you know, for me, it was about seeing Spider-Man next to finally sharing screen space with Captain America and Iron Man. And, you know, I think the audience, I think he got the biggest cheers. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, it definitely restored my faith in the Marvel blockbusters and, and, and superhero right. movies in general, for sure. Look, if this is the start of Phase 3... It's a, you know, it's the best. I mean, it's obviously Phase 1 starts well, extremely strong with Iron Man 1. If it's the start of Phase 3. This is the start of Phase 3. What a way to start. Yep. Absolutely. So, what's next on the roster? Uh, we got Doctor Strange. So, that is the next one. And yeah, that's and, the and, then, and then Black Panther. Oh, either Black Panther, Black Panther or got Thor delayed. 2. I think it's Spider-Man. Well, fuck. 
Yeah, I think Spider-Man Homecoming. I think Spider... I, I think, think, I think Thor's already I think Black it, Panther think, got it? delayed. So yeah, yeah, who knows? Ragnar- yeah. Thor Ragnarok is, is is pretty close. So maybe it goes Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man, Black Panther. Guardians 2. Man, it's all Infinity happening. War. It's all happening. And Ant-Man, versus, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. As we said on the way out, Inhumans has been completely taken off the schedule now. Yep. It was um, delayed. Even though they've been fairly well introduced in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, but no one's really watching it, so... Well, there's still that beef, isn't there, between the... TV and know, the movies, and yeah. Movies. Um, I loved it. It was great. <coughs> Daredevil yep. was really my favourite Marvel thing for a long time, post-Age of Ultron, and uh, this movie restored my fate in a lot of, you know, the big screen adaptation. And, I, you know, I hope we get a Falcon movie. I, I, oh, I, I love Anthony, a Falcon movie. And what's Anthony's last name again? Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. He's so sick. He's yeah, so he's awesome. awesome. What a, a badass. He's so great to watch do anything. And just his rapport with... And his um, action shit. Man, the, he had some great moves as well. Totally. His rapport with who, sorry? Oh, his rapport with Steve is amazing. Like, yeah, he's and so Cap's relationship. So genuine. Great. Chris yeah. Evans. And we've got to shout out Chris Evans as well. He's Chris just, Evans just... It's just the, he's the most fantastic superhero portrayal yeah. on just like he just is the embodiment of what a superhero Henry Cavill's be. watching that like, being like I wish I had that script I'd be doing the same thing yeah like unfortunately he's not giving it but yeah Chris Evans is great from a guy who was a fucking goofball in Fantastic Four the, the original Fox everyone was a goofball in that movie. everyone was a goofball uh, except for Galactus who was great as a cloud <laughs> but yeah it was just you know he, he's just he's, he, he is Marvel like, even before they came in, we had a rep because this was a, like a preview screening. The rep came in and was like, oh, we're so excited for you to be here. And this was hilarious. I love this. I've heard this a few times. Oh, don't use your phones during the movies because we have night vision in here and we'll see. It's like, no, you, man, if you could fucking afford night vision, you'd stop, you know, you'd stop some other shit first besides me checking the time. <laughs> but that's, that's beyond the point. They said, uh, oh, now let's cheer. Who's on Team Stark? And you know, some people cheered and then Team Cap and come on, it's Captain America's Civil War. We're all here for Cap. Nah, I don't know why I said it like that. But, <laughs> you know, I'm tired. It's so late. Uh, we'll be talking about this movie a lot in the future. In fact, we might be talking out about it on our next episode with Steel Saunders, if that gets happening. If it happens. Um, but in the meantime, you can find us at facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. That's right. If you're not doing anything this Saturday, get on down to the uh, the Chippendale Hotel. I'm actually appearing on Steel Saunders podcast i love green guy letters i will be a guest awesome i'm, I'm doing a live episode oh, yeah. of my food podcast the mitchin at the mca art bar this friday night 7 p.m you can get tickets from the mca website big stuff yeah it's like me mitch or dan hong uh geo paradiso lee tran lamb and pat nurse all all talking and cooking live on stage. It's just big guy stuff, isn't it? It's big boy. Just it's, a couple it's, live boys. Are you it? Team Mitch or Team Lev? Team Lev. Oh God, I appreciate that. I'm man. your Thank you so much. falcon to your cap. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find Angus online, Instagram.com slash Chimichangus. I am Instagram.com slash LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Um, and uh, if you like what you heard today, please give us an email, heyfampodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or even more special, if you want us to do more spoiler episodes like this, let us know on iTunes. Leave a nice review and uh, say what you liked about this episode. We really appreciate it. And it means more people can hear this podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. And thanks so much to Marvel and those Russo Braveros. So there have been some real ones. For being the realest ones out there. Apologize for my tiredness. Uh, I was just so overwhelmed after seeing family again. Yeah. The Marvel family. Um, and uh, everyone, no need to pray for Angus anymore. Please yep. pray for literally anyone else in the world. Sorry for the tattoos I made you guys get with hashtag pray for Angus. You could probably get a change to... 
pray for Angus burgers. You know, now you can, now you can get free burgers out of it or yeah. something like that. A pray for, pray for ang- free angry Angus burgers at Hungry Jack's. Oh, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it is good. Thanks so much to you, Angus, for a great episode and a great movie-going experience. Look, just I, all I can think of is now I am the one raping Zack Snyder. Good night. <laughs> hey! Bam, bam, bam! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.